0: My name is andrew and this is the hudat discussion powered by overtime media this is the first training camp edition of the hudat discussion as this is going to be an extremely busy episode we have a ton of news with michael thomas holding out theo riddick visiting the saints after he was cut by the lions tons of training camp updates and so much more i can't wait to get into it so I think we should just dive right into some Saints news as there has been a lot of news, some positive, some negative. I think we should start off with the Michael Thomas news. And there is positive and negative to this. This is going to be, I think, a topic we're going to be talking about for a pretty long time here because it's very interesting. There's a, both sides to the equation. you got to look at Michael Thomas's camp. you got to look at the Saints, where they're coming from they are supposedly only one million apart per pro football talk and their sources are sometimes they're wrong sometimes they're right I gotta give it to them though they were extremely straight correct on Jared Cook coming to the Saints they were the first people to report that news and they were right so maybe they'll be right about this as well they say the Saints are very close with Michael Thomas only a million dollars apart which is to me Saints just giving the million per year they gotta I think jump on this deal get him here i think that's what the saints need they need michael thomas here him making plays for the first team offense and i think that's just really big this is what i this is my opinion on it the saints they should have knew this was coming and they should have planned for it i don't think they planned for it that much to be quite honest with you i think it kind of not that it caught them by surprise but i think that they weren't fully expecting Michael Thomas to hold out here. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but that was just my optic on it. He came to mini camp, so maybe they thought he would come to training camp. That's not the case. To me, I thought it was pretty surprising just because the Saints were not ready for it. But when you look into it, he's only getting paid a million this year. He should be probably getting paid 20 million this year. He's going to hold out. It was if you looked at it, if you looked through the tea leaves, it was pretty much a guarantee from Michael Thomas's camp. He's going out there tweeting, I need to get the money, I need to get it, and he's gonna go out and get it. And I don't fault him for that. Look, would I love to see him there? Yeah. Is it being a little selfish? Yeah, it's being it's being a little selfish. I'm not gonna go out here and say that it's a perfect move for Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's being selfish. You're trying to get some money, a lot more money. You're not playing within your contract. You're definitely going against the rules of the NFL. You could get fined, but that's up to him, and that's his prerogative. I'm fine with him doing it. If, that, if this is gonna get him his contract, then he should do it That's his opinion there And that's his prerogative It's his money And I'd probably be doing the exact same thing You want the most money you can get Especially when it's a $20 million pay increase That's obviously really, really big And I understand that from Michael Thomas's perspective And I'm not putting this on Michael Thomas I'm putting this on the Saints And I'm putting it on Mickey Loomis And I don't want to do that But you had to see this coming You had to see Michael Thomas coming up in here And saying, "I'm gonna, I'm going to hold out and, and it's going to happen, and that's really it here. They don't really, when you look at his contract details, and you're looking at spot rack here, or spot track, whatever you want to call it here, looking at his market value, they market him as a $20 million player. The Saints, are they willing to give him a $20 million clip? That's going to be really interesting. I think that Michael Thomas is probably at 21 right now, and the Saints are probably at 19. Come together at 20, please. It's not that difficult. You can give him that guaranteed money and you can give him a lot of it. Maybe Michael Thomas says, I'll go to 19 if you give me a lot of guaranteed money. He may do that. Or the Saints may say, You can be the first $100 million wide receiver, but you need to give us less guaranteed money. That's something that he can look at too. But when you're looking at comparable players, obviously Odell, Mike Evans, all the top paid receivers here, they're getting paid, they're basically just one upping themselves. Happened in the quarterback market as well. And Michael Thomas, he's going to get what he's worth. He's a player that I think he cares so much about his team, and I think he said that from day one, and I think I think he still does. But he has to make this move not only for himself, but other wide receivers. Completely understand that. But they have to come up and get this deal done. It's got to happen. I'm not worried about it. Drew Brees is not worried about it. Look, I'll take the Cam Jordan route on this, is I'll be worried about it when Drew Brees is worried about it. That's just what I feel here You're going to talk about it and saying well it's a negative light he's not going to be here getting chemistry with other receivers other players new players and that's that's one way to look at it but if he's here by next week no one's talking about this anymore and that's what's got to happen i think by the end of next week we got to see michael thomas in training camp right now that would just be huge we need that i think the saints need that i think the receiving corps need that because when you're looking at it i'm I'm seeing these plays in training camp which we'll get to later you have a lot of receivers not jumping in front of the ball and making big catches for Drew Brees, which to me is a little on the receivers just as much as it's on Drew Brees not making some good throws and just as much as it's on the secondary for making some big plays. And I think the secondary has played great. I think the my um, receivers has played great too. Amazing battles. And that's what I said um, in my last episode. If you see these two groups battling it out, day in and day out, that's when you know a good team's here. And it's been clean according to the videos. No really big bad mishaps here by any players not that many pe- uh, not not that many penalties not that many um miss snaps stuff like that that's really good get that out of the way because you see in other teams you have some rookie quarterbacks maybe throwing it seaming it over guys heads that's not really happening here like it was i mean and people are saying it happened to daniel jones saquon barkley said it didn't happen it was a miscommunication with the media but i mean it looks pretty obvious that he's he just sailed it over the tight end's head Dwayne Haskins hasn't looked that good. He's tailing over guys heads. The Saints haven't had to deal with that. But they're having to deal with a couple other things. A little bumps in the road here. It's not really that bad, I think. Look, he's going to come back. I think he should get this deal done. I said by training camp I was wrong. And I was under the impression that the team was going to come to training camp anyway. Now, to me, you just, you got to get him here. If it's $1 million difference and pro football talk is correct, you got to just give him the million. He's got to be here. Because if this is your Super Bowl year and what the Saints have given up is a million dollars over the or five million dollars over the next five years that important probably not so to me go out get your star receiver paid and that's what's got to happen if this goes into the preseason and then the regular season big issues I have big issues and I, and then I'm going to get on the air here and onto this podcast and say what are the Saints doing because it, it's then mixed signals, and I think that's what they're given here if they can't come to an agreement with Michael Thomas by the start of the regular season, or even by the start of preseason. He's got to get in now. This is such an important time. You're laying the groundwork to win a Super Bowl. This is when it happens. These dog days in Louisiana, where it's very hot and humid and running, and you could see players are definitely hot, and players are definitely working hard. That's where you um layer of the blocks to win a championship and michael thomas did that last year and i want to see him do it again this year I, I want to see him out there i want to see him ready to go and i think coming up to it i think he should be look he deserves everything you got to give it to him he's put over put 125 catches up last year he put up 1400 yards put up nine touchdowns had an amazing playoff in both in both years really amazing playoffs he's just an amazing player he's put up about 900 snaps per season, which is amazing, especially for a wide receiver. He's playing basically wide receiver one number since the start of his career and that he was only a second round pick, wasn't even a first round pick. His production in numbers is through the roof and look he deserves to get paid. And I'm on Michael Thomas's side on this one. I'm not on the Saints side. I'm definitely knocking the Saints here. They gotta get this done. And every day it goes by, it's a little more knock to the Saints because he should be here and he should be playing with his team and he's not because he's not signed long term. And if he gets hurt, then he doesn't get that long-term contract. I kind of understand that. So as much as sometimes... To me, it's a case-by-case basis. Sometimes with the players, sometimes with the team. But this is something that's got to get done. You cannot be like the Steelers last year with Le'Veon Bell. It's too... This window is too short and too precious to waste on a couple million dollars here and there. They got to close this gap. Supposedly, it's closed very tight. Now just seal it up. Get the... Sign the, on the dotted lines, get the contract done, and that that would just be huge. Because I don't want to be talking about this in my next episode, and definitely at the start of the season, I don't want to be talking about that. But that's just what I feel there on Michael Thomas. Before we get into some theoretic news on his possibility of coming to the Saints, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion and now we're going to get to some more Saints news as the Saints did set up a visit with running back Theo Riddick, who was recently cut by the Detroit Lions. Riddick has played six seasons in the NFL for the Lions. He Look, he's been able to catch the ball out of the backfield big time. You're looking from 2015 to 2018. He's put up some amazing numbers there first of all he has 14 touchdowns receiving which is obviously really good then also he had 61 catches last year 53 the past years and then 80 catches in 2015 which is to me very very good he puts up around 500 yards that's really where he is he's kind of that guy that comes out of the backfield can definitely be a slot guy as well run some good routes as a good like option route type player like Alvin Kamara is and he's been a very productive player you got to give him that and I would love the Saints to bring him in here to be a third down player when the Saints they can put Kamara on one side of Breeze and Riddick on the other side of Drew Breeze and they can do some really good stuff you could have you can run both of them dueling option routes and just some crazy stuff and Sean Payton would be able to use it also you split him out into the slot you could do that too and I think that would be a really good way to use him. He put him as a third back with Latavius Murray in there. And he could do some really good stuff. Now we'll see if he gets signed by the Saints. He's probably gonna go through other visits. But right now, visit first team visited was the Saints. That's obviously a good thing there. They're jumping right on it and they're seeing what they can do with him. He'd be a good addition to this team that I think could add. A definitely different dimension to this team I think it's very good they missed out on signing Darren Sproles so maybe they can come in here get Theo Riddick who to me is a better version of Sproles at this point in his career this is just what I feel he's coming right into his prime he's ready to go he's been able to also be pretty efficient in the catches to targets ratio with catching 61 balls on 74 targets to me that's really good he's a good check down option doesn't drop a lot of balls he's a player that can come in here learn sean payton's offense especially as he played with joe lombardi the saints quarterback's coach when he was in with the lions lombardi when he was the coach up there as well so that's definitely a possibility that he can learn it quickly catch some balls out of the backfield be a good player that the saints can use as depth but also plug and play as well so he's a player that i think could do both and you can never have enough good running back so to me overall it is a good visit hopefully it goes well and hopefully the Saints can sign him because I just think that could be a quality signing and it could be a quality just this late in the offseason just a quality player that you can get and I think that's obviously really really important he's played in playoff games he's played in big games throughout his career with the Lions and I think overall it's a perfect player that he can play he's a perfect guy that you can add to the Saints locker room perfect guy you can add to the Saints running back corp here and he could definitely shore up it you would have no other competition though which I think would be obviously not that good for our training camp talks but shore it up in there you have Kamara you have Murray you have Riddick that's a good backfield solid better than to me what the Saints had last year with Ingram and Kamara you add another really good depth piece a really good player that can come plug and play you can start you can come off the bench do a lot of great things I think Riddick is really a perfect player that the scenes can pick up people think it was surprising because obviously Kamara already runs some a lot of great routes but add Riddick in there why not you could do more things you can put both of them in there and they could both do some really good stuff I think overall very good job also he's been able to run the ball he had over a four yards of carry last year which I think is obviously really good as well He's been able to, you know, on those third and longs, get some good chunks. So I think overall, good f- good fit for the Saints, I think he is. And I think he's a good fit for the running back corps. Good fit with Alan Kamara. Overall, I think the Saints should go up and sign him. I think, look, he hosted. They ho- they're hosted him today. Maybe tomorrow we'll hear some news on him, and we'll see what happens. So overall, some good stuff there. Hope the Saints do bring in Theo. And now... There is some breaking news on the podcast as the Saints have just signed former Jaguars and Giants offensive lineman Patrick O'Mame. So, look, he's a big-bodied lineman who has known for his run blocking skills, but he had a tough year last year. When looking at him, they think that he can be a pretty good backup. They think he's This is what scouts say. They think that look, he was a poorly graded player. He was a poor player. He was bad at Michigan. He wasn't recruited by Ohio State, even though he grew up in Columbus, Ohio, right next to, obviously, Ohio State. His pro day wasn't that good, but he was picked up on the undrafted free agent by the 49ers, and he spent on a practice spot, then was cut. Then he did a really good job by getting a 68 grade in the 2014 season, which was a really good year, and people are calling it the lucky year. Then he goes to Chicago. Not that good. And then he goes to the Giants last year, who is just awful. And look, the Saints are gonna look at him. And he look, he got three years, 15 million from the Giants, which to me is a payday for him. Obviously, he was playing for the rookie minimum for a long time. So obviously five million to him is really good. He's up to 327 pounds. Look, he can't move, and he plays on um, Larry Walford's position at right guard. The Saints are Definitely, take him to take a look at him in training camp. Maybe they can get him to lose a lot of weight, and he could be a good depth piece here. That's really all I can say on him. I know a lot of Giants fans. I have a lot of friends that are Giants fans, cause you know I'm from New York, and they really don't like him. They really, really don't like him. If you bring up Patrick Omame, they just like start yelling and screaming because he was just a really bad lineman for them. But we'll see what he can do with the Saints. You have a really good line coach here. Sean Payton obviously has done some really good jobs. Maybe he can learn from some veteran lineman for the Saints, and you can never have enough depth. You see what he can do. Look, if he has a bad camp, you can just always cut him, and it's not a big deal. He's probably going to end up being a camp body, but you never know. So, overall, I'm not going to say it's a bad signing, but I don't know about this move as him making the 53-man roster, but you never know, and maybe he's better than some young guys as, Will Clapp hasn't been that good in this mini-camp and training camp. He's had some struggles, cameron tom i think he's been actually better so look we'll see if he's if he's larry walford's backup that's probably fine but overall he's an up and down player that had some really good years had a 70 grade which is above average had some really really bad years like last year was one of his worst was his worst year of his career after getting some money so we'll see what happens here could he be a player that comes in here does some really good work with the saints he's a big body he's known for pushing defensive linemen out of the way Yeah, and he's a good run-stopper. Open up some holes for Alan Kamara. Maybe he can start a game or two, but I don't think he should be um, playing a lot. Hopefully, Walford doesn't get hurt. I'd rather see Cameron Tom in there. Um, I'd rather see Nick Easton in there as well. So, that's just what I think. But before we get into a lot of training camp updates, I can't wait to talk about this. We are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back, and now we are gonna get into some training camp updates we're gonna start with the most recent here on sunday's practice as it was the first day of pads for the saints it was the first time this saints team has put on the pads since last january in the nola no call as it's infamously called here and to me amazing practice i this team is just they're just very disciplined and you look at it, and I told you guys, if we see one side crushing the other side, it's not going to be a good look. But now you see both sides battling it out. You see some nice plays by the offense. You see some nice plays by the defense. We'll talk about everything. We see some nice plays by some undrafted free agents. We see some nice plays by some older players. Overall, this team has a ton of depth. They have a ton of players that can make plays. And it's just really nice to see. I'm just very, very happy about that so let's just talk about this practice here so let's start off with who participated and who did it. everybody practiced besides Michael Thomas and Javarius Buck Allen who still hasn't showed up in to camp yet which I think is very interesting why wouldn't he show up to camp that's pretty crazy but Michael Thomas wasn't there we already talked about that so I'm not going to get into it H.I. Klein did return from practice from day two but first of all gotta give it to Emmanuel Butler who to me has overtaken Keith Kirkwood for that kind of third spot big body slot receiver or fourth spot so that big body slot receiver it looks like Emmanuel Butler has been overtaking Keith Kirkwood now he's starting to get number one reps with the number one team he made some nice plays really strong hands that's one thing I like and Keith Kirkwood didn't have as much I think is these Strong hands, he goes up and gets the ball. He's a pretty good route runner, and he's a player that you could just put out, especially in the red zone, and he can make plays from the slot. I think he's a player that, or like third and five, third and mediums, those third and shorts, he can get open. I think overall, Emmanuel Butler could be a player that comes up in here, kind of overtakes Keith Kirkwood, does a little better stuff than Keith Kirkwood, and can be a really good player for the Saints down the road. People are comparing him to Marcus Colston, but so was Keith Kirkwood. He was also being compared to Marcus Colston as well. I want to see more from him, and look, again, he's on my list. Now, before, we weren't really thinking of Emmanuel Butler as a player that can make this roster. Now we are. So I think really good job by him. He's a player that, to me, is a big-body receiver in the slot that can go up and make some plays. That's always good to see, and we'll see what he can do later on. And I do like some other receivers instead of him, but let's see what he can do more and more. This is only week one. Let's see if he can keep on going into week two, week three, week four, because that's what Keith Kirkwood was able to do into the games. And let's see if Butler can do the same thing. And to me, he looks better. He looks like an actual... I'm surprised he's went undrafted because he looks like a good receiver, really strong hands, definitely pretty good technique. Obviously, it's he's still a rookie. He's going to need some help there, but overall he has some intangibles that not everybody has so that's obviously really helpful he does look like a young Marcus Colson I definitely see those comparisons more than Keith Kirkwood that's just what I feel here early in training camp he made a nice play against Kayvon Webster and made a couple of nice plays off of Eli Apple that's really good stuff keeping on the undrafted free agent receivers route here we're going to keep it going with Cyril Grayson who to me has been very good he's so fast I think you just keep him on the team for that Sean Payton can learn how to use those guys he is a burner he's got burner speed and Drew Brees threw a perfect pass to him it was about a 50-yard throw on Tuesday I know this is now going back and forth here but it was a beautiful throw right on target between two defenders and it was an amazing play it was between basically Grayson powered past Eli Apple and Marcus Williams was a little late on the help and it was just a beautiful throw right over the top and overall, that's when you know Breeze's arm's fine. I am blaming on the receivers more than Breeze. Receivers last year weren't getting open down the field, which is, to me, you put it on Traquan Smith, I'm sorry, and he had a pretty disappointing year because he wasn't able to get open downfield last year, and that was his job, really, especially when Ted Ginn was out. When Ted King came back, he saw more deep balls, and you saw them connect on more deep balls as well, so I think that was kind of the reason why the Saints... Didn't have the success they did earlier in the season. That's just what I feel there. I think they do need a number two receiver. I think every team needs a solid number two, and they didn't have that last year. But Salad racing he's a player that can get down the field, do some really good stuff, and he's been able to definitely show out here. You got to look at Simi Combs as well. To me, Simi Combs just doesn't do the same things. Like, look, he's a good receiver, but he runs about four five speed, four four speed, which is good. But and he's a pretty good route runner. He's pretty good at everything. He's a pretty good. Um, pass catcher, but again, he's a player that to me has shown out, and maybe he'll make this team if he keeps on showing out. But again, I want to. I think Butler has made a bigger mark, and I think Butler has a position that the Saints need, especially in the receivers. They need that big guy that can play out of the slot. They kind of need a Marcus Golston, and Butler could fill that more than Simi cops could. That's just what I feel there. To me, I think that Breeze. Now we're gonna go into our next. Now we're going to go over to our next kind of group here with the quarterbacks. I know we're kind of definitely uh, moving around a little bit to different groups, but I think we're going to do that. This is how we're going to do this update today. We're going to talk about Breeze a little bit. To me, he looks great. Um, he threw some bad throws, but, like, yeah, he had a couple plays that were knocked down and stuff, but you got to look who he's throwing, to. Who is – you have all these receivers. I think only two guys have been drafted. You have Probably receivers are 8-9 because right now you don't have Michael Thomas. So you only have three receivers. My bad, I said two before. You have three receivers that have been drafted, probably out of ten receivers right now that are there. Only Rashard Matthews, Ted Ginn, and Traquan Smith have been drafted. So that's just what I feel. I do also like what Rashard Matthews is doing, but I'll get into that later. Breeze to me looks on point. He's been able to hit some passes. Throws have been great. He threw the deep pass really well. The balls are flying out of his hand, even in the. QB competitions. His balls, they're flying out of his hands. You can see he's better than any other quarterback on the roster by far, and it's not even close. I think he's still got it. That's just what I feel. We'll see in the games, but I I think he's still got it. Really good early signs by Drew Brees if you're looking at me. If you're looking at it, just from my perspective. That's what I feel. If you don't, definitely tell me in the comments below, because I think it's really important. Bridgewater, he's looked good. Same as last preseason. Yeah, he's been able to fire the balls downfield. He's been able to have a nice connection with Jarek Cook, same with Drew Brees, which we'll get into later when we talk about tight ends. Overall, to me, he's looked fine. Good. I think he could be the successor to Drew Brees, and we can have a lot of success. That's just what I'm feeling. He's been able to make a connection with Jarek Cook, which to me is big. We'll see him in the preseason a lot, so I think we'll talk about him more there, but overall, good work there. Taysom Hill, I think you could see he's gotten better as a passer for sure. Definitely still a little erratic, but I think he's been able to make strides. Same with JT Barrett. I think he's also made a few strides. Last year, he, to me, looked a little lost at times. Now I think he's got kind of the playbook under his fingertips here, and he's been able to make a lot better throws. That's what I feel. Pretty normal stuff from the QB group, which is good. Normal is good from this QB group. There was a pass-heavy morning. Quarterbacks showed off their arm on those one-on-one plays, and Bridgewater was able to make some nice plays and throw the ball deep, and so was Breeze as well. And basically, he's been also teaching, Brees has been teaching young pass catchers how to run routes and which routes to run. And who is he instructing? Butler, which to me, I think Brees sees this guy and he's like, he could be a Marcus Colston and do some really good stuff. And also, uh, Alazi Mack, and he's been doing that as well. Now, I think we'll get into the running backs here, as it's pretty been cut and dry. Kamara has been able to make some nice runs. He's been standing out as he always does. Latavius Murray... He had definitely had a shaky beginning, but he's came on the last few days. Had some nice runs today in the pads, which I thought was really, really nice. And Osbosgu had a few good runs, Devin Ozbozgu. And then after that, haven't heard much. So I think that's kind of interesting as well. So right now, maybe the Saints are rolling with those three. And I really haven't heard anything from Washington as well, which I think is kind of interesting. That's just what I feel there. What do you guys think? But maybe that's why the Saints are looking to get Riddick. Because you put Riddick in there. Maybe the Saints are kind of underwhelmed from their running backs now with Riddick. They can get it going and really have a solid three-man tandem here, and I think that would be a better than last year three-man tandem. That's just what I feel, and I really hope it comes to fruition. That's just what I feel there from the running backs. Nothing big. You didn't really hear anything from the running backs. Didn't really hear much from the quarterback besides Breeze is still making those throws, which is great. Wide receiver, we heard a lot. Tight end? I really like what the Saints are looking at at a tight end. Jared Cook looks, it looks like an absolute stud. He's been able to make play after play after play double coverage, single coverage, he's a mismatch. He's a mismatch on the field, and that's really nice to see. I think he's able to done some really good stuff with this offense. He's a really good route runner. I did the film study earlier in the season, and if you haven't, checked it, check it out for sure because he's a great route runner, he has great hands, and he's great in space. Those three things can make a tight end one of the best in the league, especially in a Sean Payton offense. I think this is what the Saints were missing last year. I think he's a player that can come up and do some really good stuff I really, really, really like um, Jared Cook here. I think he's going to be a great player. Already, I think Breeze's safety blanket here, especially with Michael Thomas not in, I think this is just, it's good. It's good to get this connection together. Maybe it's going to be a blessing in disguise that Michael Thomas didn't show up for the first week of training camp, so maybe they can definitely develop this um, connection between Breeze and Cook because I think that's a really big hill. haven't heard much on him. Nothing bad, obviously. He's been able to block good enough and I haven't heard, heard much, but he's going to be that number two tight end. I think we know that. And then that third tight end battle, it looks like Alazi Mack is running away with it, people are saying. The Saints may keep four tight ends for just to have both uh, for both Mack and Dan Arnold, but supposedly Mack is running away with it early, and he's been able to make some great catch after catch after catch. His hands have been really good, which was a problem at Notre Dame. He's been able to get separation, and he's been able to make plays. His blocking has been better, supposedly, and that's really good. That's all we want to see. Sean Payton was talking about him, which is obviously really good overall, like in what I'm seeing. Looking at the O-line, and really, to me, when you're looking at the tackles, tackles, nothing has really been heard about them. That's good. You know what? Not a lot. You haven't heard a lot from Terran Armstead at all. Was Horton made a rush on Ryan Ramchek to, to show up to play, but besides that, Ramchick has been really, really solid. And then you get to the interior, which is more a little more dicey, but your guards have been good with Pete and Walford. And then your center position, it looks like there's going to be a battle between Cameron Tom and... Nick Easton, and then also, I think, who's going to win the battle is going to be Eric McCoy. McCoy looks like now he's definitely going to get the job after a few days. First day, it was Tom getting it. Second day and third day, it's really been McCoy getting it, and he's been really good. In the first day, he did have a few snaps with the first team, and he did fumble the first snap. But after that, maybe that was just Jader. Supposedly, he had a very solid few days. He was really good on the one-on-ones with um, the really good with the one-on-ones when you go with a a D lineman versus an O lineman supposedly he was really good in that so overall I like what Eric McCoy has looked at you will see him in the plays he's looked pretty good back there one miss snap maybe that was just first jitter here but he can't do that in the regular season so got it worked out now and then for training camp we'll be ready to go because he's only had that was his only one I didn't hear of anything today and I didn't hear of anything yesterday overall he's been definitely good there looking over to the defensive line and cameron jordan he's made some nice plays here just as good as he always is definitely the motor is still there even though he's got his contract overall he's ready to lead he's ready he's not a junior glut we know that he knows when he gets paid he's gonna be a great player he's gonna show out do some really good stuff marcus davenport haven't heard much from him i'm not really happy about that he hasn't really made a lot of good plays his explosiveness i still haven't seen it yet it is what it is here um, I, w- I want to see more from him, though, because right now it has it's only been three days, so I'm not going to be saying, oh, he's a disappointment, because he's not. But I haven't heard his name called yet. That's obviously not good. So hopefully, as camp gets more involved, we'll see more of Marcus Davenport and his name pop up. That's just what I'm hoping here. Guys that have popped up, Wes Horton's name came up, which to me is really nice. And he's a player that right now the Saints probably may keep when you're looking at it. And I think he could be a player of the scenes come up. He could be that Alex Okafor type player, which is possible. Then in the interior, Malcolm Brown made some few plays. He was talked about. His name was called a few times. That's obviously really good. And then looking at more of the interior, Taylor Stallworth was called a few times. Yamada had some few good plays. Overall, it looks like they have a lot of depth in that D-line. And I think they'll be fine. And especially their names, the first two days, isn't going to be called as much because there are no pads. So you're not really blocking and that stuff. It's more the outside battles with cornerbacks and wide receivers now once the pads come on we'll see more and more of defensive linemen being called and offensive linemen being called so not that much in the trenches yet we'll see later and when the pads really start going and we start playing other teams when we play the chargers later much later into the training camp session so i think that's going to be really interesting to see so not that much on both linemen fronts here it looks like you just know by how they're Running in and out, who's playing and who's not, how they're how they're subbing in and out, you're seeing who's playing and who's not. So I think that's really good from the lines, but not that much to talk about. You go to the linebackers here. A nice play by Caden Ellis today for a pick. Has some good hands, a ball hawking skill. Is obviously really good there. EJ Klein back into practice. He got burned a few times against um, Cook there, but I mean, do you really fault him? I think. What are you really gonna do there? He, Cook is such a good player. He can't guard him. We all know that. Klein made some few good plays. DeMario Davis made a few plays, and so did Antoloni. And they Antoloni said, our group is just so fluid right now. So many good things are happening that we're, we really feel confident about next year, which I love to hear. That's what I think the Saints are looking at. Really good group. Caden Ellis had a pick. That's obviously really good. And overall, very, very good stuff from the linebackers. And then when looking at the DBs as this is definitely the group that's been talked about the most so far as they've looked really good now I know the Saints wide I've seen the core right now Michael Thomas hasn't been out there so Ted Ginn his name hasn't been called because he's been on Lattimore the whole time and he's been really good Eli Apple he did get burned against Cyril Grayson yesterday on Saturday but besides that He's made breakup after breakup after breakup after near interception after near interception. He's looked really good. He's been able to be physical, make some anticipation on plays in the flats, and he's been able to have the speed to close out plays. Really good stuff. He's been able to do some good stuff. I love Eli Apple in that position. To me, he's been the standout in training camp for this defensive back i think he's been really good which i want to see because last year we heard ken Crawley getting burned 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 and he was our starter now we see eli apple not getting burned at all and playing some really good ball against some really some receivers that the saints are going to pull up and play against traequan smith we saw we saw it again so overall really good stuff by eli apple really like what i'm seeing there Saquon hampton the safety he made a few good plays he's been a player that's showed out and then Hardy made a few good plays with the second team. That was good. Then Chauncey Gardner Johnson made some few plays that um, were good. Made a few plays that weren't good. Kind of some rookie up and down plays. He was the guy that broke up the ball so Kaden Ellis can catch it in eleven on eleven drills. So overall, to me, they were up and down, and they overall had all these players had a lot of good plays, a lot of good, a lot of a lot of pretty, you know, a lot of so so plays. So. Looking at it, overall, very good job. Von Bell made some really good plays. I like what I'm seeing out of the Saints team, and I'll talk about it real quick because I think I'm running on 35 minutes now. As yeah, running on 36 minutes. I think that this team right now coming up, it's one of the best Saints team I've seen since this through three three days of training camp. They look pretty motivated. They look they look very motivated. They look very energized. They they're battling with each other nicely this is what you want to see this is clean um not that many no brawls or anything clean no frustration really and this is with not michael thomas there and everyone's seen calm everyone seems like it's just business as usual which i love to see this is when you know you have good leadership and that's what the saints have we know that hopefully michael thomas comes next week or even this week, I want to see Michael Thomas here, and then it would be perfect. I would say, no problems with the Saints training camp. Michael Thomas does throw a wrench into the Saints' plans, but I think this will be planned out here. Supposedly, they're a million dollars off. I think they'll get it done. So, with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and enjoyed this episode and haven't followed us on our various accounts, you can follow us on Twitter, at the thehoodatdis, on Instagram, at hoodatdiscussion, and then also, you can subscribe to... To our YouTube channel, our iTunes channel, our Google Play channel, our TuneIn channel—really anywhere you can listen to podcasts—we are on there at the Who Dat Discussion. Please like, please leave comments, please rate us on iTunes, please review us on iTunes—that's obviously really good stuff. Share the podcast out to any Saints fans you know, friends, family, co-workers, anybody you know loves the Saints. Tell them about our podcast because that's obviously really helpful. That's how we grow by you guys telling the podcast to other people. So overall. Thank you, guys. This is now our second trading camp, and I'm just so happy. If you could see my face right now, I'm smiling. This is just my favorite time of year, one of my favorite time of year. Football is back. We're seeing some nice plays by a lot of guys. Hopefully, we'll see Michael Thomas soon. Hopefully, the Saints could get that deal done with Theo Riddick. And I think the Saints season is set off to a really good start here, knock on wood. On the injury front, nothing really. AJ Klein was out at the end of yesterday, but he came back tonight today. So overall, that's good. Knock on wood for that for sure. But with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and hoodat.